Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Sports Cage Podcast is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Order your favorite CBH menu items from the comfort of your home with Skip the Dishes. Here's your host, Derek Taylor. 406 on a Monday, blizzard day in Saskatchewan. And not the one where you go to the ice cream shop and get something with Oreo cookies mixed in. No. Zinger, apparently it's the one that's going to blind you as you try to drive on the highway blizzard. So I was excited for blizzard day. And now I'm actually just afraid of it. What time is this supposed? To, what time is this supposed to happen? At? So uh, last I had seen was somewhere in the five o'clock hour. It's been blowing through, like the Swift Current area. It's going to get to Regina and go through to Manitoba Monday night. So by tomorrow morning, it should be fine, according to the last weather I saw. But uh, this thing where we can see the buildings, I don't suspect it's going to last too long. Is it going to roll downtown Regina here? Like, a, wow, I don't know. What to, I wasn't expecting this. I don't I don't need any of that. No. It, hold till 630 so we can get out of here. Zinger can get home safe. Go spend some time on the balcony. Watch the blizzard blow in. <laughs> where was it? Was it last year you were on your way somewhere and you had to pull over because it was just in too much of a storm? In 2020, uh, I, I was doing an event in Weimark. So we were driving back, leaving the event in Weimark, trying to get back to Swift Current. And literally, the two-lane highway could not see even the headlights of my yeah, own vehicle. That's what I'm thinking. And of. had to stop dead on the highway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the good folks at SWT who, who hosted the event uh, said, yeah, you can come to our... We'll, we'll lead you eventually to our, our depot. And we stayed there for hours. Whoa. They opened the vending machine. I crushed some sodas. <laughs> he emptied it. Watched some NHL replays on CBC and had a great time. But man, uh, that is some nasty driving. Uh Wherever you're going, hope you get there okay. Yeah, take I, care out there. Yeah, when I get home, I am not going anywhere till tomorrow. Yeah, don't need us. Don't need any more blizzards. We're good on blizzards. Although, do I go to Dairy Queen and get a blizzard on the way home for the whatever people think irony is? I, is it ironic? I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I, I haven't had one of those in a while. I think we may have to do that. Uh, today's show, we have a ton of Riders news, ton of CFL news to talk about. Brett Lother will join us at 5.05. He signed a two-year contract with the Riders. He'll join us at 5.05, talk about why he wanted two years, what he hopes for the new year, uh, everything. With Brett Glenn Suter, of course, it's a Monday, so Suits will be with us. And we have two conference finals in the NFL to talk about with TSN's Laura Dykin at 4.30. The Bungles <laughs> and the Rams, two teams who have been impotent for the better part of three decades, are going to meet in the Super Bowl, Zigger, and totally deserved. Yeah, but with that said, still, like, arguably the grossest, unless you're a fan of the teams, like, the grossest Super Bowl, like, the Bengals and Rams, man. And what makes it worse is yeah. that the Rams are the home team in the game, so it's going to feel like a regular season game when you're watching it on TV. It's going to have those vibes of, oh, yeah, it's just uh, the Rams playing in their stadium. I hate that. It's back-to-back -back years now we've seen that home team playing. But, yeah, 
they deserve to be there, but nonetheless, it doesn't make it sexy by any means. It's yeah. not a sexy game. But when home teams play in championship games in the CFL, that's just awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm talking about, like, the NFL, it sucks. National Football League here. Yeah, that's no, that's no good. Uh, Jamar Chase could well make one of the greatest catches in the history of football in a Super Bowl because that's just – Jamar Chase is just that kind of guy. There's the potential for excitement, but it could be a sexier matchup. Uh, Stefan and Tyner – that snowman lives. Hey, buddy. Very excited for you. As a lifelong Bengals fan, it's finally paying off thanks to Joe Cool and Jamar Chase. So that'll be Laura Dykin at 430. We'll also talk some Scotties. We'll take all your texts at 306-936-6262. Uh, first news was the most recent one, Cody Fajardo. You familiar with Mr. Fajardo? I know Mr. Fajardo. Riders quarterback agreeing to a restructured contract. Riders didn't give out a ton of details other than that, but it's essential. I mean, in general, it's uh, we'll take this. Here's a signing bonus. It'll get taxed less. We'll pay you less than the sum of your contract, but because it's taxed better, you'll make the same money and we'll all go home happy. It's basically a way to free up salary cap, isn't it not, at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cody, so. uh, Three Down Nation had the report that Cody's contract was going to be in excess of $500,000. You can convert whatever to a signing bonus. Cody gets taxed at 15% because he's an American, and the riders can save thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on the cap. So none of those details out yet. The riders are obviously aren't going to publish those, but... Uh, Cody takes a little less money in the uh, aggregate number. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he makes out just the same. The riders get a little cap relief, and there's a chance to add some more players. Brett Lother, one of those players. Mitchell Pickton. Mitchell Pickin, Godfrey Onyeka, also uh, signing today. Uh, we got to talk to Brett Lowther, and of course, we'll discuss with him at 5.05. Suits will be in there as well. Brett getting a two-year deal, yeah, which... I like that. Is is interesting, and we'll ask him about it because Brett's the Brett's one of the players' association guys mm -hmm. for the Riders. He's a big wig in the PA. He's got the he's got it rolling in the PA circles. So that he took a two year deal, honestly, says some good things about what's to come, right? For us as fans, in my belief, because Lather has you know inside scoop that you know we you and I don't have, and he goes, hey, you know what, a two year deal actually okay. Let's do this. And another, so I like that. Yeah. Another thing I thought of when I saw the two-year deal, too, does that impact like his his uh, NFL chances going forward? Like, <laughs> does, like, will he still be able to go to the NFL if he has a great year? Like, will he be able to get out of that contract? Or like, how how would that work out? He, he talked forward? about that. He talked about that today, and uh, we'll ask him again about that at five oh five. But okay. he said. Honestly, the NFL for me was, was a thing when I knew the CFL wasn't going to play. I thought I might as well give mm. it a try. But I want to be in the CFL. I want to be in green. I want to be oh, in Saskatchewan. Like My like home that. away from home, as he said. So, Brett Lauder, very happy to be back. Regina's finest, Mitchell Pickton, back uh, on a one-year contract. Played 10 games plus both playoff games. 25 receptions, 218 yards, and his first CFL touchdown. And Godfrey Onyeka... I really like both these signings. Godfrey Onyeka, of course, ended up playing Sam linebacker in week number five. Played some defensive back as well. He can be all over that back six. Truly field corner and Sam linebacker and some, you know, maybe some safety as well. But Onyeka is a piece 
that the Riders can do a bunch with on that defense. Ten games, including the Grey Cup, pardon me, the Western Final, 24 tackles. And, yeah, returned from injury to play in that cold, cold Western Final. So four pieces of Rider news on this day. And then... There's a lot of CFL stuff going on. Well, and it's Rider-adjacent news, like Farhan Lalji of TSN reporting... The BC Lions have offered Kenny Lawler a contract, multi-year deal, starting at $250,000 a year. That's, that's, uh, I can't believe that. That is big money. That is attention-grabbing money. (sighs) They paid, as Farhan reported, $200,000 for Lucky Whitehead. This is 25% on top of that. Yeah, and this guy had one good season, and you're going to give him, like, you're going to make him the highest paid receiver in the league? They they apparently are. We'll talk about why BC can do that and wild. things going in their favor. But if That's Kenny Lawler wild. is getting $250,000, what do you now have to pay Duke Williams? We talked about Lucky Whitehead <laughs> resetting the market. What do you have to pay Duke Williams now? That- I don't know. That's like is uh like we heard last week Duke was like I'm going to announce who I'm going to sign with this week but now Correct. with this news coming out like if I'm if I'm Duke like I'm waiting to see what Kenny Lawler signs for honestly and maybe you can try to push up your number a bit because I mean we're talking about a guy who's a proven CFL talent for years and he's been to the NFL and when compared to a Kenny Lawler who had one good year with Winnipeg and one, one great year let's say one, one great year cuz he was great and he and he missed a, a good portion of the year too didn't he Kenny, Kenny Lawler he with played a, 13 games in the regular season so and he then missed he played one both game. playoff games so he missed one game yeah okay which i which may well have been 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 by week 10 15 16 uh he it looks like he sat out the final week when they were resting players right. yeah that's what so, i think yeah so. he had a great year he is 13 months younger than duke williams to me that's not enough to move the needle if i'm in duke's camp mm. and then he goes well and this is farhan reporting farhan doesn't get these things wrong and duke's agent will know how much kenny lawler has been offered by the bc lions the yeah. league will know Duke will or Duke's agent will know. And when I was last week saying I would pay him 240, <laughs> I don't is 240 now enough to get the door with Duke <laughs> Williams. So there's two parts to this in the effects on the Riders. One, one of the teams we thought could be in play for BC for pardon me for Duke has now got to be out of the mix, right? Burnham, Whitehead, offer outstanding to Kenny Lawler, Dominic Rhymes. You can't then add Duke Williams to that. You can't. You just can't. Yeah. You 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 would be wasting. It's weird to say you'd be wasting your money to have five guys that amazing on there, <laughs> right? Because there's only one. Fo- Unless you can somehow get two footballs in play and two quarterbacks in play, then all right, then you're good. But you should probably spend that money somewhere else in a cap sport. So one less suitor potentially for Duke Williams. But if I'm on Duke's agency side. The price has gone up, mm. and that is the high bar was two hundred. <laughs> now the high bar that. is two hundred fifty. I can't believe that. And like you said, it's true because Farhan doesn't get this stuff wrong. No, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a man who had one great year at receiver, but that's uh... <laughs> that's that. Is, well, I mean, BC. If you're BC and you go, we've had two down seasons, we need to rebound, let's go for it. And oh, by the way, 
our quarterback makes minimum salary money. Like he makes second round rookie money. Yeah, so if there's a team to do it, I mean, this is the time. And with Riley retiring, they have a lot of money. They just signed Burnham. Yeah. yeah. So you were going to pay a Whitehead. quarterback. Yeah. If it's Riley, you're going to pay him $550,000. Let's just pull that number out. Now you're paying a quarterback $80,000. There's four hundred seventy grand to play with. Okay, well, here's two for you. Here's two and a half for you. That money difference could pay for Whitehead and, Bur- and Lawler itself. True. Before you even get to the rest of the stuff. They're in a real prime spot for one year because they have a quarterback who is a, a Canadian rookie. What they'll do in 2023 is somebody's got to go, right? You just have to be able to address the reality that somebody's going to have to go in 2023. Because if Nathan Rourke plays to a starter level this year, <laughs> there's zero chance. If you were Nathan Rourke and you, and you played at even a – you were the sixth best quarterback in the CFL. Are you going to play that third year for eighty grand? Mm, Hell no! Yeah. You're going to want three hundred eighty grand. Yeah. So they'll be forced to renegotiate. That money will have to come from somewhere, and one of these guys will have to go. But for this year, because their quarterback is paid so little compared to what other teams have to pay quarterbacks, yeah. BC can make a splash. And what's fifty grand more to Kenny Lawler? What's yeah. why not? Look- if you think he's the bee's knees. Why not? Yeah, like it looks nice on paper, but imagine if like Lawler, Burnham, Whitehead, they are all on the same club, right? Yeah. But imagine if they just don't have a quarterback that could get them the ball, and then well, they're just like looking at each other, be like, "Why did we come here for?" Like the team what? gave us a lot of money, but what? like, why are we sixty percent run plays? What's happening <laughs> on this team, right? Then your then your offensive coordinator is fired in week six. Like, uh, the leading receiver has eleven catches. What are you doing? They're, they're sure isn't... banking a lot on Nathan Rourke to make it happen. Then aren't they not? If they're if they're investing all this money on the offensive side of the ball, they're like really like banking on him to yeah. be something giving and i'm uh, honestly i guess it's giving him the best opportunity to be something too right yeah. here's four very good to elite elite receivers like you could legitimately look at that and go that was three elite receivers from 2021 you're now on the same team so when we were talking about uh greg ellingson and Darrell walker oh wow what's that pairing gonna be in edmonton that'll be amazing those guys are two of the best five this is three of the best five receivers from the CFL mm. last year if they get Kenny Lawler. And, oh, by the way, is there any chance the Bombers can meet two hundred fifty grand? I really don't. With Kolaris' contract and all those guys they've signed, I don't, I don't know how they I would do like that. to see their books, but it's hard to believe that they'd, they'd be able to. So, it's honestly, I love it. I love it from BC's perspective because you know what you're not really worried about? How other teams do. You worry yeah. about how you do. Oh, we. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we make Duke Williams more expensive for you, rival in the West? Yeah. Oh well, they don't care. I'd rather it be Kenny Lawler in the news going to BC than oh. than Duke. If, so I'm fine. I'm fine with it. If this was two fifty for oh Farhan reports, they've offered Duke Williams two fifty on a multi year deal. We'd be we'd be into the fireball right now. Yeah, it would be we'd a be different drinking. story. <laughs> we'd be drinking because I don't know what you do uh, with that. So Kenny Lawler in the news there. Oh man, Stampeders and Kadeem Carey. Bombers make a couple of signings. Uh, BC also gets back left tackle Joel Figueroa. I kind of hoped he would hit the market. Oh, and this one from Farhan Lalji that I'll tease going to break. 
showing strong interest in one particular rider. We'll talk about that next in the cage. Ooh. It's 423, afternoon rush. Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. Penny Barker is 2-1 after defeating fellow Saskatchewan ring Chelsea Carey. 8-7 on Monday morning. Team Barker has a tough matchup tonight versus the 4-0 Team Crawford of New Brunswick. That one uh, gets started at 6 p.m. 1-2 Chelsea Carey takes on the 1-2 Sarah Hill also at 6 p.m. Some CFL news, and there's a lot of it. Riders announcing a few signings on Monday. Canadian defensive back Godfrey Onyeka and wide receiver, uh, wide receiver rather Mitchell Pickton back in green. Tiger Cats signed free agent Canadian receiver Lamar Durant. Durant was released by the Lions on January 21st. The Stamps have re-signed linebacker Jameer Thurman and running back Kadeem Carey. That's just some of a lot of news happening today in the CFO. Yeah, that Lamar Durant signed to Hamilton. That's why agents put bonuses in contracts. Oh, you're not going to meet it? Feel free to just let my guy go. And there goes Durant. Gets to pick his team in advance of everybody else getting to pick their team. So yeah. uh, good news for Lamar Durant. He's out of the West. That's good by me. I had to like it in the back of my mind. You know, I wouldn't mind some Lamar Durant in the Ryder game, but that... That's the case for any like decently big player that gets let go by another team. You kind of sit back and be like, yeah, he would be pretty cool on our team. <laughs> Do I hear $260,000 for Kenny Lawler then? <laughs> uh, that's a little too much for me. Little too much. Uh, of course, Farhan Lalji and Dave Naylor, TSN, all over the bids being made. Now every player is able to shop himself to every other team. Yeah. They can officially submit offers. It doesn't really work the way the CFL maybe wanted it to. It started yesterday, the, the legal tampering period. Exactly. Farhan, uh, giving the details of the offer to Kenny Lawler, this is the important part in that. Farhan goes on to tweet, BC expected to land Sean White. Cool, Sean White is an excellent kicker maybe second best kicker in the entire CFL. It's this part of the tweet. BC, talking of the BC Lions, and showing strong interest in Luches Purifoy and defensive end David Menard. BC showing strong interest in Luches Purifoy. Over my cold dead body. Oh. Don't do it, BC. He were Why would you do this? He to was us? in BC at one point, right? He started uh, started his career in BC. And then he was and a then Sam o- linebacker. And then Ottawa, where he became boundary corner and field half, and just we talked about Purifoy's tweets last week, where he he essentially said, "Hey, they're they're trying to lowball me." Speaking of the Riders, uh, it would seem from Farhan's tweet we can infer that BC not lowballing Luches Purifoy. What My mood has dropped. <laughs> they showed last season, speaking of the Riders, they showed last season they can, they have the bodies to get by, right? Uh, Blaze Brown had started on that corner. Purifoy started at half. They had to move Purifoy inside. So it became uh, Jeremy Clark and Christian Campbell and friends. And they, they were able to get through. But I, I'm just of the mind that Purifoy is just... Is he the straw that throws the drink on that defense? That might more be A.C. Leonard, but he is such a vital piece in so many possible spots. You have a guy, you go, you know what? We really believe. They'll say it a bunch. Oh, he could play it. These guys could play any position back there. And I sort of believe it, but I absolutely believe it with Luches Purifoy because 
Man's played four different positions in that back six in his CFL career already. BC, he was a Sam linebacker who they let get after the quarterback. And, man, he got quarterback pressure and he got sacks. Ottawa said you're a boundary cornerback. That's That might be the second toughest spot to play in that defense. Like, this is... This is on the same level as if, like, when Charleston Hughes was uh, let go by the Riders. Like, this is on the same level as the impact it would have. What you got? Some more? I'm I'm sweating. Do we have a breaking news? No. Do we have a breaking news, Stinger? Oh my God! What is it, TT? I'm clicking everywhere on the mic. Uh, at walking or walking turnover five at Luches P. Business is business. Shrug emoji from fifty seconds ago. Oh. Luches, I get it. Maybe this is coincidence. Maybe you're listening. Come back. Just please. We love business you here, is man. business. You you know me. What do I say here, Zinger? Secure the bag. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your money. I would be very sad as a Riders fan if Luches Purifoy did not play for the Riders this coming season. Let me just say that. He's like our Whatever. best player on defense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Did it, has anybody – I'd be curious to see, and this isn't a stat I track, has anybody taken more snaps in the last two seasons than Luchez Purifoy? He would have to be top 10 in the league at the least. Every Oh, actually, he missed a game this past year, so maybe maybe not so much. He, he cracked some ribs and had to miss a game. And the guy came back to play with his cracked ribs or cracked rib cartilage, whichever one it was exactly. Uh BC showing, showing strong interest in Luches Purifoy. Purifoy tweeting a minute ago, business is business, shrug emoji. Just stay away from, just stay away from us, BC. How come they're like in the feathers and how come they're up in everyone's grill? You know, they're wrecking, signing everyone. They're, they're causing the havoc. From the West. <laughs> just wrecking them. No, you can't take Luches away from us. Like no. he, he's, he's our best player on okay. defense. Again, we were taught we we offered up 120 bucks to keep Duke Williams. Can we just say we'll offer 120 bucks to keep Luches Purifoy? I'll, like it's not much, but it's what we can give. I'll like two two thirty. I'll two thirty. Two hundred thirty bucks. Seriously, like come pick it up right now, Luches. I'll have it at the front door <laughs> for you, man. <laughs> man, that 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 hurts, TT, man. So we will absolutely keep our eyes on that. We're watching for Duke Williams this man. week. He said he will decide this week. I would hate to see Purifoy gone, but business is business. Secure the bag. 4.30, Laura Dykin at TSN talks about these were pretty good games in the NFL as well. They were exciting, if not as sexy as last week's games. But We'll go through Cincinnati and the Rams going to the NFL championship. The big game, as you'll hear it called on radio commercials. Coming up next number for this day is 83%. Last season, playoffs included, Brett Lather hit 83% of his field goal attempts. That good for fourth best in the Canadian Football League. Lather, a guy who has been among the top five kickers in the league in every season so far in green, including a near-record-breaking season in 2018. He'll have two more kicks at it, signing for two years. With the Riders, Brett Lother joins us at 5.05 to discuss why a two-year deal and what he hopes for the season to come. 4.31, TSN's Laura Dykin next in the cage.
632, that music means we welcome in a founding member of the Best Friends Club, Laura Dykin. What's going on, sister? Not much. You? Uh, we're about to have a blizzard once again because we can't get I enough blizzards. 25 feet of snow. That's impressive. Well, this may not mean much to you uh, in your comfy <laughs> spot in Toronto where you had like, uh, Kelsey was telling me. 35. 35, 35 centimeters. Kelsey was saying he's out to the east. Kelsey Braid, uh, the sports center anchor, 55 centimeters at his place. Uh, we're, well, we're expected to get Thursday. Three. We're expecting another 25. So I don't know where we're going to put it, but oh, it's uh, we're we might have to start living in igloos for sure. Uh, Weather Network saying three centimeters of snow, but it's it's the blowing stuff that could be the problem <laughs> for us here. Yeah. I, I told Wait. Laura 20, uh, 25 feet before. We <laughs> Wait, I'm a little bit off. Toronto sports anchor is going to mock us about the weather in three, two, one. Oh, send you my shovel. There you go. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, as I watched both games yesterday, talking of the NFL, I wasn't as ex- I wasn't as excited as I was from the previous weekend. I guess the previous Sunday, but honestly, I have I can't have a quarrel with the two teams that got to the Super Bowl. No, no, and talk about two quarterbacks that it's going to be hard to pick one that you want to win because they're both extremely likable and. The way that the Chiefs-Bengals game, you're like, it's got to be a letdown from last week. We can't be as lucky as we were last week with the games being as close and competitive, especially right down to the end. And we should have known better. The NFL has taught us all another valuable lesson, you know? Yeah. All right. The, the first one, can you believe Patrick Mahomes threw the game away? The super-duper star quarterback of all time. And he, he he's kind of one that threw the game away. Well, I was shocked to see all of the breakdown of the stats, right? They come out, they score touchdowns on their first three possessions. They're in line to score another one right before the half. They get the ball out of the second half, and you're thinking, this is done. I should go start my Olympic research. I've got other things that I can be doing but watching this football game. And then they only had 83 yards the rest of the way. And more than half of those came on the final drive of regulation when they kicked a field goal to force overtime. And it kind of, we reverted back to that Chiefs team and that Patrick Mahomes from, you know, midway earlier in the season when we're going, oh, the rest of the league's figured him out. He's not good anymore. You know, he's he's scrambling all over the place and and all that good luck that he's built up over the years is now coming back to haunt him a little bit. And we kind of got that again. And it was it was obviously the way that the Bengals adjusted in the second half and and what they did with their defense. But again, it's just kind of shocking how the switch just flipped. And and as much as as the Bengals did what they did, you just didn't see that urgency from the Chiefs. And, you know, again, Mahomes is scrambling around everywhere back there, yeah. running around for his life, and no one's open. And, you know, nine times out of ten, he'll still make something happen. But this just happened to be the half and happened to be the day that that not everything was going his way. And and you're right, that right at the end there when, when they were kicking the field goal and everyone's saying, you know, go for the touchdown. You know, the Bengals should just let them score to give him enough time to answer. And he gets sacked and almost knocked out of, field goal range and and we wouldn't even be talking about overtime yeah that was bonkers they were on what the four yard line and then just started walking backward Uh, let's go back to the final drive of the first half because uh, Kansas City like you said going great guns 21 nothing three touchdowns they're on the verge and then they throw a swing pass to was it Tyreek and they don't get in the end zone no timeouts and the clock expires I honestly don't know what what to what to make of that because People will say, well, that lost them the game. And I flash back to 
when uh, a couple years ago the Texans were were up on Kansas City, but mm-hmm. then settled for a field goal to make it twenty four, and Kansas City just ran them out after that. When the oh, he should have gone for a touchdown there. I'm not sure this cost them the game, but that's that's one of the things people point to with Andy Reid of great coach, but man, sometimes he absolutely loses the plot. Yeah, and that was a really key minute and a half there because again, we've seen with the Bengals before they have settled for field goals way too often. And you knew against a team like the chiefs, they would always have to be getting touchdowns. So there they were a minute and a half to go in the half and things could have got real ugly, but Sam GP Ryan gets in there for a touchdown. Okay. We've got a game. And then, as you said, we set up that play there and there's Mahomes trying to call for the timeout, not realizing that they don't have one under throws under throws Hill. Like Hill wasn't at the first yard marker. I don't know if it was first or first and goal. And then Eli Apple makes a fantastic stop. And it's easy for us now to look at it. And I think at the time we're going, wow, ha, 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 that could be the TSN turning point. Little did we know it kind of did. But I agree with you. I don't think it lost them the game because then you go into halftime. You get your motivational speech from your coach or the players or whoever's kind of in charge of that. You change up your game plan, what worked, what didn't work. They still had a whole half of football to turn things around. And the opposite happened where we said that kind of took the wind out of their sails when it really shouldn't have, because they were still in control. They were still going to get the ball back to start the fourth to start the third quarter. And they couldn't score a touchdown after that. And then it like Tyreek Hill had no yards after the first half. It's just so mind boggling. I was just two totally different teams playing in, you know, the game that could take you to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they had, they won the coin flip in overtime. Right? There you Kansas, go. Kansas City yeah. won the coin flip in overtime. The thing that was, oh well, that ruined the that ruined the Buffalo game. Well, Mahomes threw a pick, and and Kansas, uh, pardon me, and Cincinnati ends up taking this one away. Uh, Joe Burrow in the post game gave a ton of credit to his defense. He was twenty three of thirty eight for two fifty with two touchdowns and interception. Kansas City was able to hold Chase, uh, Jamar Chase off the board, sort of, with six for fifty four, uh, but. Man, Kansas City, for for all we've been able to mock them since before texting was a thing, they are the real deal. And we've been talking about the Bengals all season, Derek. That was a big topic for us. And there were so many games this year where, yeah, it was Burroughs, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Uzama, like the weapons on that team. It's ridiculous. But there were a lot of games where burrow through maybe for 200 yards maybe for a buck 50 and it was the defense that came up and won them the game and and i think you look at this team and sure they're not you know the chicago bears of the 80s or anything we're not going to get ridiculous here but Mm. they come up with the big plays when they have to and it really feels like a team like clicking on every single facet right because when you look at special teams mcpherson is what he's done is just mind-boggling like he steps up there and you're expecting him to hit every single field goal because he has and he's what 22 23 years old it's just it's mind-boggling he's the only kicker to be drafted and you know with with fantasy leagues too you go why are you gonna draft a kicker just pick him one up off the waiver wire it's the same in real life football and look at him he's you know i i'm not ridiculous enough to say he's their mvp or anything but they're not here without him and the confidence and now it's you know they were 125 to one yeah. to win the Super Bowl coming into the season, and even Burrow post game admitted, you know, if you told me at the beginning there we'd be at the Super Bowl, I'd think you were crazy. But we played the season together, and the ups and downs, and and now here we are. And there's no reason to think that they can't win it, which is just I have one buddy who's a Bengals fan, and he just kept texting me like, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. And I'm like, believe it, 
Like, who knows when this is going to happen again, but it's been awesome to watch. It's It has been great. And honestly, the thing I thought, Laura, that would determine this game was nine sacks the week before yes, in the Cincinnati yes. game. And this from Kevin Cole of PFF. This season, Joe Burrow took a sack once every four quarterback pressures. On Sunday, it was one in 16 pressures. Their line and their interior offensive line, speaking of the Bengals, held up against Chris Jones. Like that, uh, Burrow was not troubled too terribly much. And sure, he showed elusiveness in spots, but their ability to hold up was was honestly the, made the difference in this game for me. Well, and this is the appetizer before the main course because now they're going to have Aaron Donald and they're mm-hmm. going to have Von Miller to contend with. So, yeah, and you're totally right. Like, nine sacks. And you're like, can't believe they won the game when he got sacked nine times and only once. So, again, it's it, – I don't know if, if players were coming back or if it was a health issue, but, again, talking about every facet of the game, clicking. And and you're right, the elusiveness from Burrow we don't always see. And he was making play. He looked like Patrick Mahomes out there at times himself. It was It was – He's always so cool, right? Like yeah. he's just, and I know the fashion and all that we can make fun of him about, but you see him on the bench after throwing a pick. He's just even keel all the time. And all he does is win. I saw this stat today, which I couldn't really believe. And I really haven't done any deep dive on it yet, but no quarterback has won the Heisman, the national championship and a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. But he could do it in like th- in over a three-year span yeah. after blowing out his knee. Like it's just, it's, it's Cinderella story. Yeah. And laying to rest. Uh, we'll often hear, well, you need to lose in order to learn how to win. Nope. Because this is this first time in the playoffs and they are rolling all the way to the Super Bowl. Laura Dyke of the TSM with us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Uh, we have the greatest wager of all time to discuss at the tail end of this, but uh, San Francisco dropping to LA 20-17. to 17. San Fran led this game by 10 points, and I swore with their offense and their ability to mo- run the ball in a, in a variety of ways and Jimmy Garoppolo's relative lack – well. He's competent. His, his competence, I really thought 10 points was going to be enough to hold it, but here comes Matt Stafford getting those dropped interceptions and then making enough plays. And the same thing, the defense, right? Yeah. Uh, they said, we're going to make Garoppolo beat us. We're going to shut down the run because that's been the, the big force of San Francisco's te- team all season long. And again, it's Aaron Donald, last play of the game, forces uh, – Garoppolo into a very Carson Wentz-like interception at the worst possible time. And yeah, and again, how can you not be happy for Stafford? This is the 13th season out of purgatory in, in Detroit. No offense to all the Lions fans. And they said it was a year to the day where they completed the trade out of Detroit for him to come to LA. And they've just become a different team. And I, and I know you plug in OBJ and he finally got into the system properly. You know, Robert Woods, they lose him for the season and, and they just upgrade with Odell Beckham Jr. who had arguably his best game of the season and, and Cooper Cup who was getting double teamed and the two of them still ended up with almost, you know, over 250 yards receiving. And it's uh, it's that, that big play where you look at somebody like Stafford and you say, okay, I, I trust him to make the play when it matters, the big play at the end of the game or whenever it is, but I don't think you can say the same about Garoppolo. And I'm not on the, the I hate Garoppolo bandwagon. I think he's obviously a tremendous leader because all he does is not the same maybe extent as Joe Burrow, but he, all he does is win. You know, his record is, is ridiculous without getting those 300, 400 yard type of games. But yeah, when it was, okay, you're going to have to throw the ball and contend with those defensive players up in your face and he, and he just couldn't do it. 
Yeah, it, it it did not go his way. Uh, Stafford just about threw this ball game away, though, in pure Stafford fashion, <laughs> oh. right? Uh, which which safety had it hit him right in the hands in Tart, the e- Tart. Tart. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, yeah. brutal. Uh, let's just go Nightmares. with Jamie Tart because that's Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> hits him right in the hands and he drops it, and that that could have been the ball game. And that was just exactly Matthew Stafford. He he makes great throws, and he makes incredibly frustrating throws. And honestly, thank goodness for Odell Beckham Jr. to give them that second weapon. Cup, 11 for 142 and 2 is the, is the king of kings on that team. But Odell Beckham Jr., when they had the ISO cam on him as he goes 9 for 113, that cat has still got it, and and whatever it was about the move to Los Angeles, that was enough to inspire him and make him go. What a great one-two punch they have! And now his dad is agent of the year, right, to get him out of <laughs> to get him out of Cleveland. But yeah, it, and it's amazing too. Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr. I know they weren't on good teams before. They've never had this kind of playoff success. They had never won a game in their career in the playoffs until until this season, and. They needed him, right? Because you knew that they were going to focus on Cooper Cup. And that was something that the Bucks, you know, when they lost the game last week to the Rams, they left him wide open. And we've learned that you can't do that. But it's uh, it's another great story. I mean, this is the second time in four seasons under McVay that they're back in the Super Bowl. But it, it feels like two evenly matched teams with a lot of really good stories behind them. And, and, and it's hard, as I was saying off the top, to not be happy for Stafford and, and Burrow, and hopefully they put on a really good show. We just have to wait two weeks now, which is too bad. And right in the middle of the Olympics. So, like, it's going to be good times. Well, and, of course, you'll, join, a- you'll join us next week to break down the Pro Bowl because we'll all be watching that very <laughs> That's right. I'll actually – I could break down, like, snowboarding and um, what else am I studying up on now? Oh, we've, we've got a lot of mixed curling that I'm doing, so. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Uh, yeah, John Morris and Caitlin Laws. Is that who's doing our mixed? Oh, Rachel. No, it's, Holman, Rachel me. it's Rachel Holman now. That's with, right. With yeah, so. yeah. Laws won it with him in twenty. Laws won it in twenty eighteen. Uh, and snowboarding. Mark McMorris, Regina's finest. There you go, Mark McMorris. Let's do it. I love it. I can't I, believe the Olympics are so soon. So anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I can't believe the Olympics are going ahead, but here we are. Um, <laughs> you know, here we are. This this from Darren Ravel. Uh, the greatest bet of all time has been confirmed. A customer on FanDuel in the United States had a $20 free bet on FanDuel. Uh, this person, man, woman, child, placed it on exact score from the Bengals Chiefs and Rams 49ers. Somehow they picked 27-24 Chiefs and 20-17 for the Rams. $20 free wager they turned into $579,000. <laughs> and you look and you're like those scores aren't you know it's not like 15 to 8 like they're you know those are pretty realistic scores (laughs) interesting that's incredible uh FanDuel Ravel says has confirmed the bet uh is legitimate 580 grand from nothing just on two football games is congratulations that is terrific uh LD great to talk ball with you will you be able to talk Super Bowl with us in a couple weeks or will the Olympics get in the way Nothing would get in the way of that, Dara. Nothing. Uh, I love it. Except 500 feet of snow. (laughs) True. Coming soon to a neighborhood near you. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Always great to talk to you. Okay.
<laughs> Have a good week. TSN's Laura Dykin, one of my absolute favorites. Nice enough to be with us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Dinner time, game time, anytime. A great time to order Western Pizza. Ask your local Western Pizza location about their specials. Nailed the exact score on Bengals, Chiefs, and Rams 49ers. Zinger, what are you going to do with your $580,000? Uh, probably buy a nice juicy house. A nice juicy house. That is that is amazing. Uh, I'll I'll get that every once in a while. Oh, you've got a ten dollar free bet, and you just have to YOLO it, right? You just have to absolutely YOLO it. This person just you only live once. Who cares? It's free. Two hundred twenty to one on one bet. Hundred thirty to one on the other bet equals. 29,000 to one and a merry January 30th to that person. Amazing. 458. Brett Lather joins us at 505. Resigned with the Riders on a two-year deal. Glenn Suter slides in as well. Monday the day for fine tailored suits. Plus your text at 306-936-6262. This segment for Nick Service in Emerald Park. Your local Massey Ferguson, Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent dealer. Call 781-1077. Four fifty with the sports ticker. Canada's men's soccer team beat the United States in World Cup qualifying for the first time since 1980 in a massive two to nothing win at Tim Hortons Field on Sunday. Canada remains at the top of the table with uh, four games remaining. It's a busy night on the ice. The Canucks are in Chicago. The Leafs host the Devils, and uh, an all Canadian matchup with uh, Edmonton and Ottawa. An important game tonight for the Raptors as they are in Atlanta to take on Trey Young and the Hawks. The Raptors are 24 and 23 on the year, and they're currently the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. And of course, still a lot of season to go. But if the season ended today, the Charlotte Hornets would host the Raptors in the seven versus eight seed play-in. And uh, did you hear this? The Washington Football Team—they're getting set to announce their new name on Wednesday. But a uh, former Washington quarterback, Joe Theismann, he has uh, spoiled the anticipation. Joe, Th Joe Theismann, he spilled the beans on the DA show on Monday as Joe just casually goes, I hope the Commanders is a name that hopefully people will like going forward. So there you have it, DT. No. The Washington Commanders is going to be the new name as uh, Mr. Joe Theismann spilled the beans today. Sports ticker. For Bronco Plumbing and Heating, where professional service is guaranteed, they'll treat you right, 781-2090. What level of club icon do you have to be to <laughs> spill it and get away with it? Like, if the writers had a big secret, but George Reed said, said it out loud, oh, well, it's George Reed. George, yeah. George, George can do whatever he wants in this place. Joe Theismann, okay, for, for the Washingtons, okay. It's unfortunate, steals of a thunder, but... the. Washington's owner is a bad person. Yeah. So you know what? I don't. I don't. They not deserve it. By that. They deserve uh, it. What do you think of Commanders? Ah, uh, it's. I get it. It's like mili It's military-ish for Washington, but uh, it it reminds me of like. Uh, it, it reminds me that I'm creating a team in like Madden 2004, and it's like, oh, I only have like eight team names to pick from, right. and Commanders is one of them. It just seems Commanders, like Commanders Cougars. It, yeah, it yeah. just it's like a generic easy name but hopefully the uniforms yeah. are nice but it, it's okay i honestly like the washington football team probably better i've i've come to accept that past yeah. couple years uh one major plus it's not super racist so you know what that's yeah. Good. Yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah, settle yeah. with 
You got out of the racism business. Very happy about that. Uh, Farhan Lalji reporting. We're talking about this. Luchez Purifoy, the BC Lions, very interested in Luchez Purifoy. We're taking your bids. Throw on with Zinger and I. Zinger and I have committed $230 to get Luchez Purifoy back. We're not rich people, but we want to do our best to get number five back in green. 306-936-6262 is the text line. What can you add? We're trying to sweeten the pot to get Luchez back in green. Uh, we have one. Jim from Watson says, hey, tell Luchez I will give him a yearly guided ice fishing trip. Oh. That's pretty good. Okay. $230. Yearly guided ice fishing trip. Whatever the riders offer you. Boom. We're getting some steam here. I will give... Uh, oh, no. You're giving more. Yeah, I'm going to give something more. I will give uh, Luches uh, NBA 2K22 for the PlayStation 5. Just got it recently. But uh, if Luches comes back, I don't know if he has a PlayStation 5 or not, but I will give him my 2K. Nice. Nice. It's $99. It's a lot of money. I will. And that's, that is pretty good. I will send Luches the link to buy his own PS5. <laughs> I'm not going to buy one because I'm not going to the aftermarket for that. So, <laughs> but we want Luches back. Yes, two, you will. $230 extra. Yearly ice fishing trip. NBA 2K22 for the PS5. What else can you add to it? Because we want Luches back. The text line is for Capital GMC Buick Cadillac Saskatchewan. Number one GM dealership. Uh, Gerald sent with the slam effect. Okay. Uh, the text <laughs> line may not uh, respond entirely appropriately to Apple uh, phones. There's a reason why the Riders have only won four great cups because of GMs like O'Day. Bring back Brandon Tam and other GMs spent to build a winning great cup team. Saskatchewan, not so much. Connie and Cooks Creek, who uh, last week sent us her free agent list says, interesting to see who the riders are going to throw big money at because it's not like we have a lot of high-priced members now. Fajardo, I mean, they knock some money off of his cap number, but he'll take in 500 probably something thousand dollars in cash this year. Shaq would have to be around like, what, 150 around there? Just guessing, yeah. Kyron Moore reportedly at 120. Uh, Jamal Morrow wouldn't be a ton of money uh, back at running back. Taryn Vaughn at left tackle would be would make okay money, but nothing to blow the doors off. That'd be more for the Canadians to uh, to take. Micah Johnson as yet unsigned. AC Leonard at two hundred thousand dollars. Not as many, and we're, the Riders are going to get compared to the Bombers, right? The Bombers have all of these big name players back <laughs> for yet another year. Yet will Andrew Harris get to market? And what about Kenny Lawler? Two fifty. Farhan Lalji says from the BC Lions, on a multi-year. <laughs> it's honestly, One great season is all you need in Canada to get paid. That's a fair critique from Connie and Cook's Creek because who are the high-priced riders? Um, Mike Adam is re-signed. Mike wouldn't come with a, a super high tag, but deservedly, I, pre I presume, deservedly in the six-figure category. Like How many riders right now would be making 200 and north of plus? yeah 200 plus who cody and ac leonard i think ac i believe ac was what 195 200 i have to go back on that during the break but right now two wow um yeah so what you're saying is we can back up the truck and we can sign duke williams 
to one million dollars. <laughs> give him the Rocket Ishmael deal from the nineties. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, Brian may be sassing us. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Brian, no. Oh my God, Brian is in. Says I'll give about five grand a year. Five thousand dollars a year, Brian. Okay, Brian, I see you out there. You're hitting it. I okay. like this. Okay, to get guys like this signed. If our GM can't get it done, maybe we hit the wrong GM. So, uh, Luches, five thousand two hundred thirty dollars. Ice fishing, two K twenty two for the PlayStation Five. For the PlayStation Five, come on down. I know business is business, as he tweeted, as we were talking about him a half hour ago. But business is hot right now inside the cage, if, yes. you, if you're listening. We're taking your bits. We're just going to make a pile. We're going to make a basket of money and video games and ice fishing, and we're going to take it to wherever Luchez is. Let me know what you would contribute on the text line at 306-936-6262. How badly do you want Luchez Purifoy back in green? It is 457. It's Monday. That means fine tailored suits. With Glenn Suter and Brett Lather back on a two-year deal to the Riders. One of four pieces of Rider news today. Brett will join us at 5.05. Talk about why a two-year deal. What he expects for the coming season. What about the NFL? And so much more. The Sports Cage on a Monday. Thanks for being with us on 620 CKRM. 5.07 on a Monday. The Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. You missed any of today's show? Get the Sports Cage on demand for the Canadian Brew House. Winter wonderful feature dishes available now at the Canadian Brew House. And Zinger, I can confirm uh, that the uh, grilled cheese, the brisket grilled cheese, still mwah. I've had it. It's oh. very, very tasty. Had on Friday. Crushed it. Felt great the rest of the day. Felt <laughs> super powerful. Uh, Glenn Suter is with us. Fine tailored suits on a Monday to kick in, but he's joining us for a little, little early chat. How are you, sir? Well, I'm I'm doing well. I, I enjoyed uh, Sunday championship NFL football. That was was interesting. Um, you know, it, it's, I've always said DT that as long as the games are close, mm. it creates the drama, and therefore it's a good game. It's a, it's a good and entertaining game. I mean, were there a lot of big plays? Not really. A couple. You know, there you could you could break it down and get into detail, but I, I just thought as long as they're close and they've been close last couple weekends. Yeah, I will uh, I will rip on you for the defensive backs dropping blatant interceptions <laughs> in that late game, but uh, that's in a segment to come. We have on the yeah. line. Uh, glad to have him with us. Glad to have him back on the Riders for two more years. Riders kicker Brett Lather. Brett, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Not bad hey, at all. Before we dive into this, uh, uh, there's a blizzard coming in Saskatchewan. It's hit part of the province. It's going to wash over Regina later this afternoon. Can you compare, because I, I legit don't know, a Regina blizzard versus like a Nova Scotia blizzard. What's a Nova Scotia blizzard like? Yeah, it usually comes like pretty quick. Like most blizzards, I guess. You get a lot, you get hit, and... And it's gone like a day later because it rains and it's back to green grass. <laughs> are are that like are they are they different? Are there special qualities? Because I mean, uh, the Maritimes versus the Prairies, or are they are they the same? A lot of I, I don't know. I guess maybe like a little more blowing snow out here and yeah. out there. It's more I guess wet moisture, so it comes down. It's pretty heavy. It's a lot harder to shovel, in my opinion, and stuff like that. So. Um, the good thing is, though, usually, uh, actually just a couple days ago, they got smoked with a huge one, and it was 
a ton at once and I was getting some crazy pictures and videos from back home and then uh, like I said a couple days later got warm up above zero rained and uh, it was all gone it's kind of crazy wow that is that is bonkers well you've signed up for two more years of Saskatchewan weather both the good and the bad I why did you uh, why not try free agency what was it about the riders what was it about your current situation that you said you know what I want to stay here for the long term uh, I think just, I guess, really just getting a, a fair shot there originally. And, I mean, for myself, I don't want to be bouncing around team to team, especially even if there was a, a little bit more money or not. And um, it's a team, too, that's, like, still obviously very competitive. So um, that, along with the, the management and the football ops and a lot of the guys, like the players in the locker room and um getting more into detail, just like the equipment guys, the medical guys, a lot of guys I like to have a beer with or, or and just the fans in general. It just, it was a no brainer. It made it a really easy decision. And it's like I said, SAS feels like home to me for sure. Hey, Brad, it's Glenn Suter. Did, uh, did the fact that the game was going to be played in Regina, the big game, the great cup uh, this year, did that factor in? Yeah, I think that definitely factored in a little. Uh, I'm hoping, um, get a lot of our guys back and have a good free agency and a competitive team again. And, and I hope I'm on the other side of the sideline this year, instead of being on the Hamilton sideline for how that great cup went in 2013. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Hey, I, I want to ask you about that because, and, and about your contract and congratulations, by the way. Um, but what's interesting too, is it's two years. And I think a lot of people from the outside looking in think, that the players are not necessarily real comfortable with everyone in one-year contracts at the same time. The league certainly isn't. Fan base is talking about it. What was the decision to go two years for you? And do you see that sort of changing, being involved in the PA as you are? Yeah, I think that's um, obviously how the PA works and behind the scenes. There's obviously a number of things you're always fighting for. Um, you're not always going to get them all. And I think that's like how negotiations work and anything, but um, from surveys and things going on from the players and not getting too much into it, but that's kind of one of the number one things that the the players want to see going forward. And I don't think uh, fans or the league disagree that there needs to be changes in that. It's just kind of finding the proper way of, of going about it. And um, I don't think any players or anyone's looking for, I want, two or three years fully guaranteed contract, but maybe something on the lines that uh, being a GM in the CFL right now, it's like, I mean, if you're a GM in hockey or another sport, uh, you sign a guy to a contract, you have to pay that contract. So whether it's good or bad, um, you can't just let a guy go. So it's hard for a player to kind of commit to a city, move his family and do a number of things, especially an American guy. When you start going down the whole, um, taxes and exchange rate and everything like that um, and then just get cut a year later or something like that so for myself getting a couple of years is super important I wanted to be in the community in the off seasons and, and doing a lot of work and a lot of other things that are important to me outside of football but um, I'm hoping and fingers are crossed that going forward in the next couple of years and um, CBA negotiations and everything along that line that this all gets sorted out kind of for the betterment of the players, the league, and the fans. 
He is the Riders kicker, Brett Lather. Nice enough to be with us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Uh, I've, I've been told to ask you about the kicker hype video that Blake from the Riders did. Can you can you please tell me what that is? Because I do not know. Uh, Blake's a man. I don't know. I, I wasn't really expecting it, and I didn't even know it was coming. But, uh, yeah, he's like another guy that I was referring there to that um, we ca- we caught some Pats games in the past and had a few beers and, and like all the, the media guys that were there before and have kind of moved on. And we lost a lot of good people during COVID that I used to have chats with behind the scenes and, and uh, I miss them a lot too. But um, Blake there just kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere and I was doing interviews and stuff this morning. So I didn't really know it even happened. But when I was done that, my phone from, buddies back home and everywhere else everyone was pretty hype over a kicker hype video which is uh, <laughs> it's a little silly to me but either way I'll take it it's it's pretty cool so I, I'm going to assume and Zinger has our sound of it uh, I'm going to assume that this kick from the western semi-final uh, was in there this is what it sounded like live on 620 CKRM ladies and gentlemen the best kicker in the Canadian Football League is walking out. I feel like he should have Stone Cold Steve Austin's music right now. He's got a chance from the 34-yard line to put the Riders in the West Final. Look at Cody. Cody's already halfway to the dressing room. It's Lather for the win. It's up. Oh, no. Flag is down. It is good. We have a major foul against Calgary. Yes. For hitting the long snapper. Wow. Lather. Puts the Riders in the West Final. Brett, I think in a moment like that, just no penalties need to be called at all. That stole the drama of that moment, really. <laughs> Did Luke actually say that before I kicked it? Oh, yeah. No, he absolutely. That was that was verbatim Luke Mullender right there. <laughs> That's unreal. I didn't know. I never heard that call before, so... Um... Got a good kicker to that right there, but yeah, the the flag I think was uh, a lot of a lot of trauma going through some Riders fans' heads there. But uh, either way, if we had to redo it, I uh, I felt like I could I could still make the kick. The guys got in a great position and um, set me up for a pretty pretty easy one. I'm just glad that we uh, went out and executed. I think Luke might be onto something. If batters in baseball can have walk up music, why can't kickers in football? Have walk up. That's actually not bad. (laughs) It's all good until you actually miss a big one, and (laughs) I think it would go to the window pretty quick. Yeah, but then again, I mean, you don't miss very many kicks, so I'm I'm happy to do that. Suits, what do you got? Yeah, hey Brett, um, let me ask you: Are are we overplaying some of the things that have happened of late? And we're going into free agency, so it's going to be real interesting. Guys are going to be talking on the radio about. Uh, you know, players movement and all that kind of thing. But when when Cody restructures, like we just found out that he did to try and open up some cap space, maybe get another player like Duke signed, what does that mean in the locker room? Take us into the locker room for teammates of him. You know, he's your leader. He's the big ticket guy uh, to make that decision to maybe get some money to someone else on the team. How does that how do the how do the his teammates handle that? Oh, I think it's it's huge, and, and there's nothing I'm going to say about Cody that no one doesn't already know. I mean, behind the scenes, he's the same person that you see every day and in the media, and uh, he's one of the best guys going and, and teammate. And I think there's not only him, there's a lot of guys in that room um, from 
top to bottom that that do things like that and i try to do that with with my contract as well and work with jo on something that not only we thought was fair on both sides but that um could get some guys signed right now to kind of all go in on this run and I, I mean i've been on the phone non-stop in uh recruiter mode since i signed with a lot of ex-teammates and guys that not only are on our team that we're trying to get back but um, potentially other teams get signed. So, I mean, for Cody to do something like that, it, it wasn't even a surprise to read or see at all just because day-to-day that's just who he is as a person and that's who a lot of guys are in that in that locker room. And I think that's why you see so many guys uh, re-signing and coming back or, or maybe taking less instead of trying the market because um, we have a good group and, and we have a lot of fun in that locker room. And I know sometimes maybe outside um, uh, how – people kind of respond to, to Cody or other players over the past couple of years. It, it sucks to, to see because they're such good people, but it's just, uh, it's a, it's awesome too, because it's just a past, a passionate fan base and, and um, the support means the world to us, whether it's, it's good or bad and not everything's going to be good during a football season, but that's kind of the, the highs and lows of what you have to go through and build. And um, sometimes you need to take those losses to kind of get better in the end. So um Cody doing something like that, it's its not a shocker at all. And um, I'm hoping uh, with what he did, it leads to us kind of doing what we think we can do potentially come November. Yeah, because, Brett, there's two radio guys right now that's on the phone with you right now, DT and Zinger, who are hoping that you and every other Saskatchewan Rough Rider has called Duke Williams and maybe mm. Luchez Purifoy mm. and said, hey, man, stay, stay home, stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I can say that even before I signed, um, I had some some pretty good calls with Duke, and uh, I, I've stayed in touch. And I don't want to say too much besides that. Um, I just mm-hmm. want to like know that we are. I am out here making a lot of calls and doing a lot of things the past couple of days to try to um, make this team as good as possible. With not only good football players, but good people off the field too. And, and Duke and a lot of these other guys that aren't signed yet fall into that category, but it's not an easy job um, what those guys have to do in Sask. And I feel like everyone in Sask with what J.O. and Dickie and all of them do, they, they do a great job of everything. And it's it's pretty hard when you have another, I think there's a million people in Sask, so there's another million GMs kind of <laughs> yeah. telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yes, yes, we're taking donations. To, we're collecting a bag to try to keep Luches here. We're up to like 230 bucks, a yearly ice fishing trip, and a copy of NBA 2K22. So hopefully any of those things is up Luches's uh, alley as we go to it. Uh, Brett, before we let you go, uh, there was a moment in last week's NFL I wanted to ask you about. Uh, it, it was Tampa Bay, and it was kicker Matt Gay, and he came up short from 47 yards. And I was watching that, and I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, did you see that, and could you believe that? I did see it. I got a. I feel like anytime NFL's on now, I get some messages and everything about it. But I mean, it's like I said that you're you're in playoffs, and one little thing miss it, anything can happen. So those guys don't have an easy job down there, and they're under a huge microscope. Um, I was a little surprised it was short, not right or left, but I mean, it could it could happen to anyone, I guess, at any time. But I guess even yesterday, you had a 54 and it didn't really make it and was off to the right. And it's a little bit surprising just because he had such a, a great season. I think uh, the Rams were having trouble trying to find a guy for the last few years and, and bounced around a couple different guys. And um, he had a really strong season and, and kind of was 
um, lights out. So uh, looking into it a little more, though, I'm pretty sure he is dealing with an injury. So that mm. could be playing into it. And I know all about that road, especially from my uh, 20, uh, 20 season there or 2019, 19, I mean, yeah. um, dealt with a few different groin things and, and a bunch of other stuff. And even when I came back, it wasn't like I was full go or anything. And you just kind of keep putting your head down and keep pushing forward. But like, we're just kickers too. It's every guy out there every week. And you guys know, like they're playing through something. So you kind of never know at the same time as, as much as you just want to jump on a guy or something too, until it kind of comes after you don't know really what he's dealing with. But anytime a kicker comes up short in the NFL and it's not, I guess, 50, 55 plus, it's, it's a little bit shocking just because of how good and automatic those guys have become down there. Well, and and up here too. Let's not kid ourselves. Eighty three percent this past season. Uh, three fantastic seasons with the Riders, and, and we get to see you for two more. Man, I am so happy for this deal. I'm happy you get what you wanted out of this deal, and that we get to see you uh, back rocking number twelve again is is fantastic. Thank you, man. Appreciate you being with us, and congratulations on your new contract. Congrats, Brett. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it and everything you guys do. He is the Riders kicker, Brett Lauder. Perhaps I, suits. I think I'm onto something with this walk-up music for kickers. You wanna you wanna bring a little extra fun into the CFL? Walk-up music for kickers. I, I love it, but oh. Brett <laughs> Brett did make a good point because if you missed, you then you do you switch the track to <laughs> wah wah wah. <laughs> Visiting kickers only get sad music when they miss kicks. Oh, I think that would, uh, I think there's something in there. I think Luke has led us into uh, the promised land. Uh, Brett, nice enough to join us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Dinner time, game time, anytime a great time to order Western Pizza. Ask your local Western Pizza location about their specials. Suits, with us for the hour, we're going to talk about Cody Fajardo restructuring his contract. We're going to talk about what now happens to a potential contract for Duke Williams because the BC Lions are ruining everything for everybody in the West. <laughs> at least uh all sorts of stuff bc in pursuit of luches purifoy says farhan lalji all the signings for the riders all the signings around the league so much cfl to talk about on the sports cage zinger with the afternoon rush the riders announcing a few signings on monday canadian defensive back godfrey on and wide receiver mitchell pickton are back in green for 2022 tiger cats signed a free agent Canadian receiver Lamar Durant. Durant was released a few days ago on January 21st by the Lions. The Stamps have re-signed linebacker Jameer Thurman and running back Kadeem Carey. The two players were eligible to become free agents on February 8th. And the Lions have signed offensive lineman Joel Figueroa to a contract extension DT. Uh, as you mentioned, we're taking uh, offers. We're going to make a big gift basket to, for Luches Purifoy who tweeted, business is business. We're gonna make a big, uh, big basket. So, 230 bucks, uh, a nice fishing trip every year, an NBA 2K22 for the PS5. I uh, was it Brian was gonna give five grand. Brian said, "Oh no, no, no! I already give five grand a year." So, Brian, you're more than doing your part already. That's good. I didn't want to, my mistake for misreading that. I thought five grand was a pretty, pretty wow. bold offer. But he's already paying that. As far as being a Ryder fan, that's good. You've done your part. We'll do our best to get Luches Purifoy. Uh, back here. Oh, TC says he'll float 2K Luch's way in 2022. TC. Is he trying to stand me up because I, all I can give is 2K22 and you, then he's actually going to drop 2K? You give what you straight can. Straight cash homie type thing? It like, oh, man. It doesn't mean it means any less to you. 
it's true. You're doing it's what you can. the thought that counts. That's when a they... PS5 game, by the way. That's yeah. not a PS4 game. Yeah, man. It's $99 tax included. Right? Yeah. Glenn Suter with us. Fine tailored suits on a Monday, and I've dropped my pen, so I will just set up suits on uh, Cody Fajardo restructuring his deal with the Riders. This usually is just a good piece of business all the way around, right? Like, in the end, the player generally takes home about the same money. They just structure it different. But, hey, we know enough that uh, we know we're okay if he gets some of this money up front, and the Riders save some money on the salary cap. Good business all the way around. A sign of good harmony, if nothing else. Yeah, I think that's what's most important. And Brett Brett Lowther mentioned it. He, you know, he was talking about how all the teammates know what this means. It's the messaging that's coming from Cody Fajardo from their leader. And you know, take the money, the actual numbers out of it, and just think about the gesture and and exactly what he's trying to portray is. I'm, I'm the leader and we've got to build this team. If I can contribute in that with my contract, as well as what we do on the field together, I'm going to do everything I possibly can because everything matters. The messaging, the small little things that you do as the leader, everyone's always watching. Brett me- mentioned it and you could tell, I mean, that was from the heart. This is Cody. This is what he's all about. Mm-hmm. This is what he's like on and off the field. And I'm not surprised at all to see him do this to see if he can open it up so maybe someone else on the team gets a little bit more cash. And I, I think it's a great move by a, by a great leader. Yeah. There's there's one thing I want to I wanna make. It's important to me. I I won't judge a guy who wants to squeeze out every dollar. Brett talked about I, wanted, I didn't, could have maybe got more, but this is important to me and this is important to me. And we have guys who, you know, would like more money and are still embroiled in negotiations. I support a guy trying to get whatever he can. Whatever you think is important to you, mm-hmm. you negotiate a bunch of these contracts. Family's important, where you live, where you work, who you work with. M- let's not pretend money is not important because we all work for a living. We all know we're not going to work if it's if we're not getting paid money. So if if a guy takes the opposite tack of Brett or takes a different tack than Cody, I full I I will never criticize a guy for that because just because this is what what Brett has done, what Mike Adam did, what Cody is doing are, are laudable. Doesn't mean the other side is bad. Those guys are looking out for themselves. And to me, in a, in a business like the one you played in for so long, you might not have a real long career. So get what you can while you can. I fully support that as well. Yeah, I, no, there's no question. And I, I'm certainly not begrudging anyone who's looking for the highest bidder. I Absolutely. really, you know, some great teammates have done that. And I've I've said good for you and good. You, you've got to take care of your family. You know you have a limited time to play. And you you also don't have real great leverage every year. Like a guy like Kenny Lawler or Duke Williams right now is in, they're in the prime of their careers. Well, Kenny Lawler coming off one outstanding season and has now got this great platform to say, I, I have leverage. I have real leverage this time and it may not happen again it may not happen for three or four more years may not happen again so take advantage of it if you Mm. can for sure but i always mention to players dt and this is so important and it took me it took me two contracts to figure it out if you if you get close those other things need to take priority big time And, and when i say other things 
you know, what's the locker room like? What's your quarterback like? What's your head coach like? Can you work in that environment? Can you can you see that team, you know, taking the next step and winning the championship? All of those things, the culture that's been built, those things, when you get to within, I don't know if you put a number on it, but if you get to within five, ten thousand dollars on the contract and you include taxes in there, now you're talking about money that you know, I, I think you put those other things ahead of mm-hmm. the money as priority. And and that's all I'm saying. I don't begrudge people for taking the highest offer. Not at all. But, you know, weigh that, weigh that stuff when it comes time to, to sign on the dotted line. Because um, like the Bombers are showing us, most of those guys could have made money, more money in free agency. Yeah. Decided not to. Yeah. It's, it's something... You learn early in life. You, you maybe don't believe it till it really smacks you, but the grass not always greener on the other side. It looks nice, but there there's so many other things that go into it. Uh, certainly hoping the best for, for everybody as they approach their free agency and offers are being shopped around and one offer may cause Jeremy O'Day some real heartache. We'll discuss that as we continue. Glenn Suter and fine tailored suits, the sports cage. Time for Fine Tailored Suits, brought to you by Quality Tire. Ten locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. A savage move by the BC Lions today, Suits. Uh, Farhan Lalji reporting they have offered Winnipeg wide receiver Kenny Lawler a multi-year contract starting at $250,000 a season. One yikes that is expensive (laughs) uh two i love this from bc's perspective of hey uh, our quarterback is cheap we can do this and we can wreck some of our opposing teams but where i want to start is as a rider fan if kenny lawler is going to get two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year I'm terrified of what now Duke Williams is going to ask for and rightfully ask for. Well, yeah, it does sort of set the market again, doesn't it? Um, you know, having said that, Brian Burnham came in under 200, and that's what was reported. That's obviously not uh, news from the from the team itself, but mm. it was reported that Brian Burnham was under 200. So, you know, again, there's balance in there and and – you can sort of weigh the value. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting, though, with Kenny Lawler because here, here's a guy coming off tremendous season and now has this great leverage as the number one guy on the market. I, I think, you know, non-quarterback speaking, he's the number one guy. And, you know, you, you start to weigh, you know, they get Burnham back and all of a sudden that kind of was – that went, that didn't, that flew under the table. We didn't really even get into that. I mean, the Lions got Brian Burnham back. Yeah. And, and Lucky Whitehead. And now they're going, this, this is, to me is a bit of a reflection of Amar Doman, the new, the new owner in BC. Not, not breaking the rules. Let me be clear on that. Not, not blowing the cap up, but saying, hey, we've got some extra money. We've got a quarterback change. We went from a veteran to a young guy. There's some money there. There's some room. Name recognition is going to be important. Build a team that's going to be competitive and get back in the playoffs. It sounds to me 
like the new ownership is is giving football ops a chance to go out and and make it make some noise in free agency. See, and I was taking it as, hey, we have a rare opportunity in which the NFL has this all the time, right? Patrick Mahomes is on a rookie deal. Kansas City can invest and win the Super Bowl. Uh, Russell Wilson's on a rookie deal. Seattle could invest and win a Super Bowl. That doesn't happen really in the CFL that that I can really think of, of low-dollar quarterbacks uh, leading a team and giving you a chance to spend elsewhere. I was just running the numbers as we were going. Um 180 is the possible maximum for Burnham, that from Farhan Lalji. 200 for Lucky Whitehead was the report. If it's 250 for Lawler, I threw 140 on Dominic Rimes, their other American receiver. And you add in $80,000 for your starting quarterback, Nathan Rourke, that's only $850,000 for the year. Michael Riley was making 700 grand. Like, this looks like a team is seized on a, a rare. Not exactly once in a lifetime, but a rare opportunity. And, man, they're going to make the most of it. And then there are ripple effects that we can talk about as well. But here's an opportunity. Owner approved. Let's go do this because we only get one shot at this. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the, that the rest – that once if Lawler did sign for that, it doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of the league is going to have to sign Duke at that or more. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. Every player so? is different. I, I'm putting them up there with them, but – you know, if the BC Lions are are looking to continue to build, where does Jagger Davis fit into this discussion for them? I mean, I, I think if they want to improve on the field, the trenches is where they need to take a real hard look. They've got their two biggest playmakers offensively now signed and under contract in Whitehead and Burnham. Now you protect your young quarterback, get some pressure on the opposing quarterback, and you start building your your team from inside out there too. So that that comes as part of the uh, of the equation for BC. Yeah, they just re-signed left tackle Joel Figueroa to a contract yeah. today. Uh, they had tried they got Riker Matthews in last year at that right tackle spot. We'll see what they what they do there. And they went very young across the defensive line. Uh, moves like this, uh, getting Rourke at eighty grand might just allow them to do all that other stuff. Y- you don't think that uh, that Kenny Lawler at two fifty is going to affect Duke that much? Well, it, yeah, it could. I mean, you know, again, I, I think every every team that talks to Duke, if he gets to free agency, is going to, you know, is going to weigh where they can get him. I mean, that doesn't mean they start at two fifty just because Lawler made it in BC. Again, I, I think when a GM starts to go too far down the road of what's he doing down the street, I better match or or go higher. I mean, you got to weigh it. Let me put it this way: if if the the riders could get Jagarrett Davis mm. and and would have to part ways with with Duke because of it because it Duke was just a little bit too high you know the what's what's that sound like what's that narrative look like and sound like you're trading the in my mind the best receiver available for a guy who is consistently top five in quarterback pressures and wrecks things, and he would play opposite AC Leonard. Yeah, that would be. It, it's big. there'd be a, big. It, it would be it it would be. It's not a hundred percent a need spot for the Riders, right? But I you make a good point in that. Uh, this is why, from a a a savage perspective and a thirty thousand mm-hmm. foot view. I love the thought, if I'm a BC Lions fan, of, of throwing a monster. This is a monstrous offer at Kenny Lawler. 
because mm-hmm. it does have the potential to affect every other receiver. Oh, teams in the West, you wanted to sign a big receiver? Well, because we can, we just made it much more expensive, and it's going to hurt you much more than it will us. So it's kind of, it's kind of it would be the move I would love to make in Madden of just drive up the market on somebody <laughs> because I can, and you guys deal with it because we're set over here. Uh, from the perspective yeah. of the Riders might lose a shot at Duke Williams because he might get too expensive, that one uh, – that one terrifies me a little bit, and I certainly, again, whatever Duke wants, I hope he gets, and I hope it's wearing 14 green. Yeah, but if you said to Duke, like if if um, Jeremy O'Day said to Duke Williams, you know, we can pay you 230, and you're the highest paid receiver on our team. You're 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 one of these one of the or maybe the highest played non quarterback on our team. I mean. Now that's, that's Duke's good. looking. Now, now Duke's. Let's say he gets an offer from Edmonton at two fifty or forty five. Now he's looking at okay, is that is that money after taxes enough for me to, you know, change? Like you said, grass is always greener. If it's but if it's hey, I'm better than that guy and I have a bigger track record. Duke's got a better track record than Kenny Lawler. Like Lawler was fantastic in twenty twenty one. But if I'm if I'm repping Duke. Hey, uh, my guy led the league in receiving in 2017. My guy was awesome. Look what he did to Saskatchewan when he came back in 2021. You're going to need to give him more. Montreal, I'm going to want 260. He's going to have a real. He's going to have a real good case to get whatever's important to Duke. He's going to have a great case to get it now because of what BC has done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you got to, you know, the other thing with Duke though now it's a waiting time, uh, waiting period here. We're in that window where they can talk. And then February 8th, we get the free agency if they go there. And now it's a matter of, you know, in that first week or so, maybe even first three or four days in free agency, money's going to be spent. You know, there's a lot of good guys out there that teams are going to be looking at to try and fill the roster spots away from their star player that everyone's talking about, like Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he waits too long, the money just won't be there. And the, and the offers go down. They go down collectively. So there's a balancing act for Duke, too. I, I hope yeah. he gets as much as he can. I think he's worth it. I think he brings so much more, other than just his physicality, like just his physical talent. He is also a leader that we've talked about from ex- by example. Like he's the edge player. He's, the, he's that grit guy, the sandpaper player on your team. And I, so that has value too. Yeah. And, and I hope he gets it. And uh, I know Ryder fans and UTT want him to be there in green and white, but um, there's a, there's a balancing act to go here for Duke too. Yeah. Duke 13 months older than Lawler. Duke will turn 29 uh, just as the time training camp is about to begin. Uh, Also in ways that the BC lions are trying to ruin my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Farhan Lalji saying they have shown strong interest in Luches Purifoy and David Menard. They had Menard for six years and let him walk, but now they're interested again. Come on. It's like he got a better. It's like he got a better girlfriend and now you want him back. That's that ain't right. But uh, get your damn hands off Luches Purifoy is kind of my message to BC Lions Nation. Amar Doman might be a nice guy. Get your damn hands off my Purifoy. Well, I I know what you're saying, and and again, there's a very versatile player. I mean, a guy who can do so many things for you. I mean, we do we don't even talk about his abilities on the return game in special teams. Yep. I mean, he's he's dynamite on those kick returns. So, you know, there's there's 
it's it's funny because it's it's going to be an interesting free agency. I, I'm listening to you guys all day talk about these players and who might go where and everything. And I and I love it. It's it's so much better than to be talking about the league in different ways that we've heard in the past. And just talk about where these players might land and where they might go. Luches Purifoy, um, you know, I you'd hate to lose them, but again, depending on how high the bidding goes. Do you do you then start to there's a there's a number there I guess I'll put it this way there's a number there where uh, Jeremy O'Day says now we can now we're in the Jagera Davis market right right so it it that money can shift quickly so the players the players have got to work that leverage as as best they can get the best deal they can and keep in mind that the locker room you're in your day to day going to work life yeah has got to factor in. See, and I love it being here in the Jerry Jones role where I just say, make that happen. And if it does, if you don't make that work, you're fired. And if it does work, I'm going to take all the credit for it. But just sign <laughs> all these guys to whatever they want. It's a great role to be in. Uh, it's it's very beneficial to my health. Uh, Far, uh, Farnology uh, saying, actually, uh, Bombers confirming Michael Couture on a $180,000 deal, according to Farhan, back to the Bombers. Drew Wolitarski resigns a two-year deal. The Elks offering more than two hundred grand to center Mark Cordy on a multi-year deal, and the oh, the Argos. This is a real mm-hmm. uh, talk about BC trying to ruin stuff for teams in the West. The Argos making an offer to the aforementioned Jagarid Davis. No, uh, no terms that I've seen on that, but that is a guy we, we've been talking about him in this for for a few minutes. That's a guy to me that is still underappreciated in the CFL. And he's been to five straight Grey Cups, which is insane. It's just bonkers to think yeah. he's been blessed in that way. But just he doesn't – he finally in 2019 got, I think, the double-digit sacks for the first time. But constantly in the quarterback's face. But he's not real showy about it. And he doesn't do a ton of talking to the media because he's quite low-key. To me, still underrated, but I, I feel like GMs know exactly what this is. And Toronto going, yeah, you know what? This would be great on on two fronts. Jagarit Davis yeah. is going to make an impact. Yeah, his first his first three years in Calgary, two two years in the Great Cup there that they lost, and then one that they won, and then of course his two years in Hamilton, both years in the Great Cup. So every year he's been in the league, he's been in the championship. Of course, had spent some time with Bill Belichick with the Patriots as well. So you. You know, you're looking at a guy that is is well trained, that gets it as a winner, uh, and is underrated, which is weird because Bizarre. whenever I've done a game of him, he wasn't underrated in my mind. But maybe I wasn't portraying that well enough on the broadcast. But uh, yeah, he'll be a 200 plus guy. I, I'm mm. I'm guessing when it when the dust settles. And and again, this him and Lawler are the great discussion on. How what where is the number where a player wants to leave a locker room like Hamilton with Coach O or Coach O'Shea in that locker room and with the Bombers back to back champions? Sorry, I had to say it, but on my <laughs> radio, brutal. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know it it is it is this tug of war that they're going through right now to look at highest price they can get for their family as we discussed, but also. You know, you can be dropped into a new team on a, as a free agent, and yes, you get a bigger paycheck, and it is just a nightmare. It is just a bad locker room. They're not winning. It's a struggle, 
and you have a miserable year, like on and off. You can't sleep at night. It's no fun. You're not in the right culture. You're not in the right uh, team. And it, it can, you know, it can go sideways on you quickly. So mm-hmm. I think they got to weigh that in. And watching Lawler and Jagera Davis go through this process is interesting. What's that number where they wow. go, yeah, now it's too much. Now I got to go. <laughs> and honestly, when I saw Farhan Lalji report 250 for uh, Kenny Lawler, I thought BC's trying to make that. Like, not the five or 10 grand. Like, like, yeah, that is uh, sort of nickel and diming, right? Because, like you say, there's a bunch of other factors that you could that are more important than five grand. But if it's fifty grand, now, now yeah. we're talking, and the drama is heating up thanks to the BC Lions. If you just keep your drama away from our doorstep and get your damn hands <laughs> off our riders, that would be all right by me. Five forty-nine. We continue with Glenn Suter. Plenty more signings. Plenty more teams in the West making some big signings. Plus, uh, guys, the Riders have back. Talk about that next in the cage. Zinger with the sports ticker. It's 550. Canada's men's soccer team. How about that? Yesterday, they beat the United States in World Cup qualifying for the first time since 1980 in a massive 2-0 win at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. So Canada, they remain at the top of the table with four games remaining. Sports ticker for Bronco Plumbing and Heating, where professional service is guaranteed. They'll treat you right, 781-2090. Derek Taylor, Glenn Suter with you in fine tailored suits. Uh, Red Black showing strong interest in Hamilton defensive tackle Dylan Wynn. That guy is an absolute game changer, something that Ottawa could use. Dave Campbell of 630 Ched says the Elks are unlikely, or Kwaku Botang, excuse me, unlikely to re-sign with the Elks and a, a Canadian defensive end who can make a big impact would be very interesting to see on the open market suits because not a lot of teams are necessarily equipped to have a starting Canadian defensive end, but uh, there's one right down the road from the, uh, the Elks that uh, I don't know if, I don't know if Huffnagel wants to go in on that, but he's got a Canadian from the draft a couple years ago that might look very nice in a pairing with Kwaku Boateng. That's, that's a real one. I want to see. I need to know where Boateng is going to go. Yeah, yeah, and he'll have a lot of teams that'll be very interested. I, I think he'd be a, a nice signing because I think what happened to him in the past season is not really him. Uh, you know, I still believe he's got a huge upside. So I, I see that. The other one that's interesting to me, DT, is uh, Masoli. I mean, uh, it's starting to heat up there, I think, between Ottawa and Edmonton. At least that's what I'm, I'm reading. And mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like... Edmonton very interested in getting Masoli there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he lands and at what number. Yeah, Toronto getting McLeod Bethel-Thompson back officially today means there are really just the, well, there's really only Ottawa left because, well, you'd think because Edmonton has Nick Arbuckle, but if they're pursuing Masoli, are they are they trying to recreate the Masoli-Dane Evans Thing that Hamilton had and, exactly. and had some decent success with. Uh, Calgary re-signing running back Kadeem Carey to a big two-year contract. They get back linebacker Jameer Thurman as well as Calgary making moves with their big-time players. All right, we got about four minutes, and uh, not every coach can be great at everything. Andy Reid can put together this amazing offense full of these multi-dimensional weapons and guys from later in the draft or undrafted and make them into stars. And then he can absolutely gag 
halftime from like the four yard line suits. What was the deal with the Chiefs at the end of the first half? That was that was rough. Yeah, as we said off the top, I mean, interesting games because, and I think exciting games because they were so close. Um, you know, you could you could pick them apart, and that was just a complete miss by not only not only Andy Reid but by Mahomes. And interesting when I watched Mahomes there, he he first of all didn't know that he had a time. He thought he had a timeout, and he didn't. And that that to me is is a is a sign. And then if you watch Mahomes in the second half and then into overtime. He just wasn't himself. He wasn't there. He, I mean, those three throws in overtime, mm-hmm. all three were awful. Like, not him at all. And to not get three before the half, I know they had a good lead. They were comfortable at that moment. But to not get three there is so much bigger than the three points. It is such a swing. Old Mo. I always talk about Old Mo. <laughs> and Old Momentum was big time with Kansas City. Three drives, three majors. They were rolling. You were going, okay, this is this is a walk. These guys are going to just beat them down. They get the ball first in the second half. I mean, goodbye, lights out. Yeah. They don't get the field goal. And old Mo, after that first half, switches to Cincinnati. He's now wearing a Bengals uniform. <laughs> Momentum. And and he they come out of the half saying, hey, we can still win. It is amazing. When your team has hope, your quarterback gives you hope, but if your team has hope, it is amazing how you can switch momentum and get back in a football game. I thought – I heard you guys talk about earlier. They didn't lose the game because of that, but, man, was it a huge contributing factor for them to not get three points and and squirrel it away. And then the halftime panel. Was it CBS? Was it CBS or ABC? I don't know. It was was CBS. It was the first game, the halftime panel – uh, drowned out by a concert. <laughs> what? What was going on there? Was the band like right beside them? I mean, that that was amazing for the amount of money spent on network television down in the states <laughs> on the NFL to 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 set that up and not either think of it or hear it and go, no, we can get through this. This will be fine. I mean, it was awful. And then for one of the panel guys, I can't remember which guy. One of the panel guys to go, I, I like that they gambled with five seconds left and tried to score a major there at before the half. Yeah. To me, that's that's where the producer goes, uh, dude, well, you're kidding, right? I, like, I like that they go for the touchdown, but Mahomes can't throw that ball not in the end zone, right? Like he throws it into the flat and three defenders are there before the receiver can get to the end zone. You, you just have – you have to know one. You have to know how many timeouts you have, and if it's zero, you got to know that. But you got to move that ball into the end zone. It has to stop the play clock. You can't put that ball in play. And, yeah, no. But yeah, take but the DT, field goal is, but, is viable too. Yeah, but DT, no, you 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 can't with with five or six seconds. It's not enough time. You 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 can't you can't risk losing momentum and losing that three points. If you got five, if you got fifteen seconds, yeah. Take a shot at the end zone, run that fade route. If your guy gets it, you score. If he doesn't, you kick the field goal on the next down. But no, not with five seconds. That was just mismanagement. And it I I think it contributed in a huge way. If you were breaking up the pie, yeah. 75% of the reason they lost the game was that last minute in the first half. I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah, because they ran a play for they ran a play with 13 seconds left, uh, nine seconds That's left. It. 
Yeah, nine seconds left and then five seconds left. So they looked at that play at nine seconds left and go, oh, okay, well, that's how we can do that. Because it was from the one-yard line, right? They felt they must have felt, yeah, we have three, four seconds, but you just you can't have that combination of factors and then come out of the halftime absolutely just 86 yards in the second half. And then Mahomes on that final drive in regulation, taking all those sacks from the four. Ooh. Yeah. It was yeah. that, that was an unexpected performance in a number of ways from Cincinnati and an unexpected performance in a number of ways from one Patrick uh, Mahomes. Suits, thank you, brother. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow, DT. Thanks. Glenn Suter, fine tailored suits brought to you by Quality Tire. Ten locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. It is 5.58. Plenty more to come from the world of curling, the world of the CFL, and so much more. The Sports Cage News is next. First and goal from the eight. Two men in the backfield with Fajardo looking to his left. Guns across the middle for Picton. Touchdown Riders, Mitchell Picton. First career CFL touchdown. And Hamilton does come with pressure. Cody Fajardo with a perfect throw. Chalk one up for the University of Regina Ranspada. Yeah, Mitch Picton back in Rider Green. Regina Football Royalty re-signing today. Had a career year in 2021. 25 receptions and his first touchdown, you heard right there, from the Hamilton game. One of a few moves the Riders made on this day. The Sports Cage on a Monday. Derek Taylor, Sean Kleisinger with you, and you on the text line at 306-936-6262. The text line for Capital GMC Buick Cadillac, Saskatchewan's number one GM dealership. Mitchell Picton, back. Godfrey Onyeka. Back. Back. Cody Fajardo redid his deal. And he's back too. Brett Lother. Back. And then back in 23 as well. <laughs> Lots of backs. Yeah. Really working our backs. Backs. Back exercises. <laughs> uh, very excited for Brett Lother to be back for, for a couple of seasons. Uh, Picton in and out of the lineup. Got a got an odd start a little later in the season uh, ahead of Kean Schaefer-Baker at one point and then got thrust into an impossible spot in that West final of, hey, go in for Duke Williams on this play. And then uh, yeah. it didn't work out. But It was man. finally good to see him play football, mm. you know, after him being on the practice squad for so long. And, like, it was finally good to, good to see him take actual reps in 2021. So I'm, I'm excited to have him back, obviously, because Rams favorite. Well... And we we did a lot of, and deservedly so, praising Braden Lenius for the work he put in between the 19 and 21 seasons. Because when Lenius came back, he went, what what happened to a, Skinnius. a, a quarter of you? Skinnius, as Mike Adam <laughs> referred to him as. He changed his body. Well, you know who was with him in every workout? Mitchell Picton. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. We, we maybe didn't hit it as hard as we did with Lenius. But Picton was working, and that's a guy who loves football mm -hmm. and worked at it so hard. And when he got on the field, no complaints about his play. 25 receptions, nothing to sneeze at. It's a foundation for, for the coming season. Is he going to be the guy that moves inside to Lenius' old spot? How will the Riders deal with the loss of Lenius? Or is Picton an outside guy? 
expecting to have some more changes coming in his body as he try, maybe tries to move inside. That's something we're waiting to see in training camp. Just very glad that, that he is back because there is nothing that guy won't do on the football field. And in Godfrey Onyeka re-signing, we presume both these to be one-year deals, just with the way the writers phrased the press release. Onyeka, we thought, oh, he's going to be compete at that field side cornerback spot because he's done that before in Edmonton. He ended up at Sam Linebacker, taking that job from A.J. Hendy. Went, oh, wow, this is all right. Coaches had nothing but praise for Onyeka. A guy who could probably, if you ha- if you wanted to, could probably play some safety, I would presume. Just another, It's a, it seems like a guy that Jeremy O'Day has Another has Canadian, prized. too. Yeah, a Canadian and a guy who can do a bunch of things. Oh, we had, because this is the thing, when you watch the NFL and you see all these guys, you go, oh, really, the Rams have Cooper Cup returning kicks? It's so unusual because their rosters are so big, you don't need to have your starting receiver on there. Rosters are not big in the CFL. Mm-hmm. So having these guys that can get you out of jams, oh, crap, our our player Ed Ganey got hurt in the first quarter. How do we get through the fourth quarter? Well, here's Godfrey Onyeka, a guy who could do a bunch of stuff. Oh, here's Ailey Buka. Buka, of course, a free agent. Here's Ailey Buka. He can get us out of some jams by playing this spot. Oh, he can be safety. He can be field these guys are very, very valuable to have, it feels like. So very happy to have Godfrey Onyeka back. Mitchell Pickton as well. Cody Fajardo redoing his deal, the kind of deal where presumably you get a little more money up front, they get a little cap relief, everybody's pretty happy about everything. Just making room for Duke Williams, making making that oh. salary cap room for, for, for the Duke. That's what I think Cody's doing. Here, here's the question. Fingers crossed. I would like to fi- I would like to phone up the BC Lions, just their general office line, and just say, connect me to somebody in charge and ask, why are you trying to ruin my life? <laughs> why are you trying to ruin my life? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for Kenny Lawler, according to the Farhan Lalji, on a multi-year contract. After they've signed Brian Burnham, after they've re-signed Lucky Whitehead, after they redid Dominic Rhymes or re-signed Dominic Rhymes, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They know exactly what they're doing, and part of it is we're gonna get we could get a great receiver, a guy we think is a great receiver with a year's worth of evidence, a great receiver. But the other part of it is Zinger. We have the opportunity to to stick it to some other teams, so let's do it. I love the savageness. I don't love that it affects the riders, but I love the savageness. I, I like if I'm a GM there though. I'm not. I'm not paying Kenny Lawler that much money. Like I, I don't know how that number came about, but two hundred fifty thousand dollars for one year, basically of 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 great play, and you know who go. I always keep going back to when Shaq Evans had a great year in 2019, and just the the risk that you're that you're doing. Yep, that's just, the one year contract, right? It's just <sighs> Lawler was free at the perfect time. After 2019, Shaq was a free agent at the perfect time, and it wasn't the, it wasn't the one year contract, but it's the expiring contract. And, is and, a better way to say it. And why two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a receiver when you already have? Burnham, you already have Whitehead, and oh, I'll tell I'll tell you why. Because okay. one, because they can. Here, here's the, here's the numbers the BC Lions face. 
180 grand was foreign. These are all foreign lodging numbers. 180 the max for Burnham with incentives. 200 grand in year number one for Lucky Whitehead. 250 for Burnham. I'm I'm guessing 140, 150 for Dominic Rhymes. They're only paying Nathan Rourke a rookie contract, eighty thousand dollars. So Burnham, Whitehead, Lawler, Rhymes, and the quarterback totals eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. In twenty nineteen, Riley plus Burnham was more than eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. But yeah, but basically so, what I'm saying is why not take that money you're paying Lawler if they sign Lawler and like get an offensive lineman or get get something else because they were already paying low offensive linemen though. Like they were already paying Joel Figueroa and they got Riker Matthews in as a free agent for twenty one. Like they were already paying those guys with with Riley's money. So honestly within their passing offense, like within their skeleton offense, receivers and backs and quarterback they're probably paying less money for those guys, giving them more opportunity to upgrade other parts of it. It's because they can get away with a starting quarterback for $80,000 this year. Wow. Whatever, whatever works exact number is 75, whatever the rookie number is for him. That's an incredible, <laughs> incredible opportunity that we do not see in the Canadian football league. We just don't see it. No, <laughs> Like last year, it's probably how how often does that happen when uh, a starter takes the field for a franchise making making below a hundred thousand dollars? Like I can't, I'm trying to think of the last time that would that would be the case, and I can't really think of it right now. I don't know what Jake the Snake Mara was making when he was filling in for Bo oh, Levi. He'd have been making almost no money. Mo- right? He'd yeah. been making very little money. So I guess he but- would have been like the last, but. They I had mean, Bo's like, contract, right? I mean, like going into a season, saying, "Hey, this dude here, he's making whatever seventy, eighty grand. And he's going to be our guy." Like, I that's like unheard of. I can't remember the last time that that was the case. Well, and trying to and being your guy, like when when Brandon Bridge was playing in Montreal, he was he was a rookie from the draft, but they they would have had a starter ahead of him. Yeah, um, I. It's a crazy situation. I I just don't know. Uh, when Riley got to Edmonton, he would have been on a second contract. Bo in Calgary, but you you don't get that opportunity for very long, right? Because if Nathan Rourke plays even average CFL starter, you get he, like three hundred thousand at least next year, or whatever, right? Which he'll have he'll be under contract for twenty twenty three, but there's no you don't play for. Mm-hmm. There's no way his agent would let him play for eighty grand, right? Right? He would he would absolutely demand. I want you to renegotiate and give my guy an extra year because look, he took you guys to the the West Final, whatever it is. So this is the biggest year of Nathan Rourke's life, is basically what you're telling me. Because if he puts together, if he puts together, like imagine a. I don't want to say an all-star type season, but uh, let's say middle of the pack, like top five quarterback, top four quarterbacks in the league. If he, you know, has a pretty good touchdown to interception ratio, maybe a couple rushing yards, you know, leads his team to a couple wins. At the end of the year, like the dude is making what, 80, 80 grand or whatever. Like this is a huge year for the dude. Like it's oh. life changing. Like he could, he could cash in at the, uh, going into the 23 season. Yeah. What are the top quarterbacks making? 500 plus. Just imagine being in that position for him right now. Like that's so exciting and, and nerve wracking at the same time. Well, and BC is giving him all the weapons he could want to go into that. They'd have to figure out a way. Either they keep all four Americans, uh, or they change their ratio to get four Americans into their starting receiving core. But if you could tell me 
Lucky Whitehead, Brian Burnham, Kenny Lawler. That's three. All three of those guys were all stars in twenty in twenty twenty one. Dominic Rimes was a thousand yard receiver in twenty nineteen with Ottawa. Yeah. Those are your four Americans. Slap in one Canadian. Figure out where your other Canadian's going to go because that'd be four on offense, the two linebackers, and find a seventh on defense. You've got Canadians that could play that field cornerback spot. BC has a rare opportunity, and I'm just terrified, Zinger, of how their opportunity, the way the the way it broke for them, like when the the, the NBA salary cap spiked and the and the Golden State Warriors were able to sign Kevin Durant to go on top of Steph Curry and Draymond Green and everybody else on that team. That, that was, was worldwide malarkey. That was that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? This may not be once-in-a-lifetime, though we're going to research it at some point tonight. This is a rare opportunity, and BC's going for it, and they're screwing every other team along the way. Oh, you wanted to get Duke Williams? Hmm. Well, we drove up the market on a receiver who doesn't have Duke's track record, so... Best of luck negotiating with Duke's agent, who knows exactly what he has in Duke Williams. Well, the line we, we, we thought Lucky Whitehead's contract was skewing Duke's contract. This is fifty thousand dollars more for a guy who does not have the record that Duke Williams does. So, does do you think now uh, Duke Williams' tweet from last week saying he was going to announce his signing this week? Do you think that's put on hold, or do you think? No, I I can't imagine it. Yeah. I, I imagine it just changes. Oh, you wanted to make some offers to me? Mm. Eh, don't don't come at me with that two twenty because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna shack that one right out of there. I'm pretending Rudy I'm... Gobert's batting that one away. <laughs> Utah Jazz. Okay, if I'm Duke though, and I'm sitting here and I and I hear the news that Kenny Lawler's making two fifty, and I'm Duke and I'm Duke Williams, like uh, I'm feeling some type of way right now. Like I'm like, okay, dude. Like I want two fifty. I want at least one hundred. Yeah, like I want like guarantees. I want at least two fifty on the base deal. You know, uh, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not signing for what I thought I was going to be signing for last week. You know, I'm. I might have got a fifty thousand dollar bump just because some other guy got a got a contract offer from BC. On the on the one hand. There's no way BC could now sign Duke Williams, and that's one of the ones we were kind of curious about. I You can't... Oh, you can have Kenny Lawler over Duke. Like, yeah, but. yeah, that's fine. But you can't then add Duke Williams into that and go with this unbelievable five-receiver set. I just can't imagine that. So it, it potentially takes one less suitor out of there. However, if it increased the price by 25%, I am... Does that impact the Riders' chances of signing Duke Williams because of Kenny Lawler possibly going to the BC Lions? Is that what we're saying here? It it very well could, right? Oh man! Because just for the same reason, I if I'm Duke, I have the same reaction you do. Oh, I thought I was worth two ten, but now I'm worth two sixty because I'm better than this guy. Oh and yeah! Whether that ten whether times that's true, whatever. Duke's agent. You don't get your six percent for being a moron. You know what you have. Like, I'm trying to think. BC's taking a BC's taking a risk on a guy who's had one great year, great year. Duke's got significantly more of a track record. He's 13 months older, but Duke will only be 29 when the season starts. It's not 30. It's not 32. It's not 34. 13 months older. 
leading receiver in 27, physically dominant in a way that Kenny Lawler is not. And I don't, I don't know what Kenny's like behind the scenes. I've never talked to anybody uh, who covers Winnipeg about what Lawler's like behind the scenes. Everything I've known from Duke Williams is that's the guy you want in your locker room. Mm. That's the guy you want. Guys, guys follow him. Guys gravitate to him. And oh, by the way, on the field, that guy works. All you got to do is show me the film of the West Final. Duke oh, Williams. You, you know, show me like three plays or that or what was it? Uh, the last game. Was it the last game of the regular season when we thought Duke Williams was like seriously hurt and then he rises like the Undertaker and then he's like back in there? Was it, la- was it the last game here, I think? Yeah, the la- yeah. Like the guy <laughs> like, is. Wait a minute. Why is Duke going back into the game? And Luke was, was like, well, he thought he was done for the year. Like the but Undertaker. Then did you see? Duke is up. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Amazing. That's the guy. So again, I, I nothing has changed for me. I am back up the money truck. And take what you need. However, it may, it forces you to change your plans. And if you've got to let somebody else walk, mm, I don't love it, but I'd be willing to do it. Just BC has a rare opportunity, and honestly, it just feels like they are absolutely sticking it. Are they going to gonna be signed? So, is this going to happen in the next couple of days? You think signing Lawler for? No. So if this if this is officially an is gonna... offer presented. Uh, there's a window at the end of this before free agency. There's a window at the end of this tampering period where guys get to sit down and consider the offers they've had and they get to talk back to their old team. So Lawler will get a chance to talk back to Winnipeg. Who knows what will really transpire or if this is actually something registered with the league. I I would presume it is, but there'll still be a chance for Winnipeg to go, okay, well, here's here's what we can do. But it's just to to give the players more leverage and and to uh, make so it's like a restricted restricted free agent type type thing in a way because like except your club your your original club has no rights to you anymore right right they they they're still the only one who can sign you before free agency right but you know free agency plus one minute law yeah, it could yeah. be a BC line That's uh, craziness. Calgary has made a couple of signings as well we'll spend a couple minutes talking about one that I love to see. Because to me, it will handicap them as they try to chase down the riders <laughs> in the West. Coming up on the cage. Six twenty-three, the sports cage on six twenty CKRM from the Capital GMC Buick Cadillac text line. If we don't get Duke back. Our chances of getting that Grey Cup are done. <laughs> and Suits brought up Ja'Garrett Davis. And while I don't think Davis is the guy the Riders need, is there anybody on the market who could lift the Riders back up in your mind to the point where Duke Williams could lift them? Maybe it's multiple guys, but... There's it's not Jagger Davis because I'm not paying money for a defensive end when we're getting great value from the guys we're getting right now. Like I'm, oh. I'm putting that money elsewhere. Like we talked about Rourke's potential value versus his salary, yeah, you, you Jonathan Woodard's value versus his salary. You can't be fantastic. Can't be using the money on as good as Jagger Davis is. Oh, and I, I, I love that guy. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I don't. I, nobody comes to mind. Uh, I know. I know Andrew Harris is out there, but that's a guy that. 
Um, so that's a running back. And uh, I'm sure that Kadeem Carey's possibly the guy that you're going to bring up of the Calgary oh, Stampeders. I, I love that signing for the Stampeders. <laughs> please handcuff yourself with a giant running back salary. Yes, do that, please. <laughs> do, do we know the number on that one for, uh, for Kadeem? No. Uh, so Kadeem Carey signing a two-year deal with the Stampeders. Dave Naylor reporting that Carey's agent says it's the biggest deal for a running back since Ricky Williams. Come on. So that is a lot of money. Uh, this is why I love it. Kadeem Carey, 5.3 yards per carry. He was number two in the league in yards after contact. 5.3 yards per carry this past season. Fourth among running backs that had more than 75 carries. He was behind William Stanback, Andrew Harris, and James Wilder. Because running backs are, for me, they're a product of the offense they're in and the line they work behind. And if you're paying... Every dollar you pay to, for me, every dollar you pay a running back above the minimum, it's a dollar you don't need to spend. I'm looking for at me, it. so I'm happy to see another team in the West spending extra dollars <laughs> and take them out of their ecosystem on a running back. I love it. Props to Kadeem Carey. That guy runs hard, and it was really nice in that Western semifinal. But to me, you can get that elsewhere. So. When it makes yeah. you wonder what that number actually is, I just did a quick Google search, and apparently Ricky Williams, back in 2006, he signed a one-year $340,000 contract. Well, think of what, if, if that's true, what what <laughs> Kerry's agent tells Dave Naylor, Andrew Harris would have made really good money in his Winnipeg time. Yeah. If if you're paying a running back $200,000... Kadeem Carey is CFL, not worth that amount of money. You're just... Get somebody for sixty-five, and he'll be ninety-five percent as good. Every time I watch the guy play, he's he's an average he's an average back, in my opinion. Like he he's not. Ooh, yeah, you heard it right here. That's average. Harsh. I love it. I love it. Uh, they signed re-signed linebacker Jameer Thurman. That's a great get for Calgary. But to me, they've handicapped themselves by giving big bucks to Kadeem Carey. I don't know. Um, Suits had said Kenny Lawler best. Like, to me, it's Duke Williams is the, still the best wide receiver on the market, regardless of where the salaries go. I don't know because BC's hogging them all. But what other player can make the impact that Duke would? So when the texter says uh, no Duke Williams, no Grey Cup, that one's kind of hard to swallow. But it is Duke Williams will be a real big part of the Riders being back in the Great Cup that they host. Unless unless uh, Shaq Evans returns to the 2019 form, then I think if Shaq doesn't return to that form in 2019, then I think it's safe to say that if we don't get Duke back, then yeah, because we need production out of Shaq like we like we had in 2019. R.J. Harris could come as well. R.J. Harris, but R.J. isn't Duke. RJ plus somebody RJ plus Darnell Sankey does that do it for you taking over in the middle linebacker spot I want RJ some B, I want some Dylan BJ Wynn? Cunningham I want some BJ Cunningham RJ plus BJ and some Ricky Collins and it's it's hard and that and that to me is why Duke Williams is the most impactful free agent cuz as you, as I look at it how do the riders get to the gray cup without Duke Williams. Or Luches Purifoy. Luches Purifoy, who tweeted, business is business, shrug emoji. You're breaking my heart, man. You're breaking my heart. Farhan Lodge saying, BC very interested 
in Lucha's Purifoy. We will have the latest from it tomorrow on The Cage. Uh, Arash Madani will be with us. We'll talk to the Riders President and CEO, Craig Reynolds. Of course, it's Tuesday, so Suits will be back. We'll talk some hockey and so much more. Appreciate you being with us. Missed any of the show? Get the Sports Cage on demand for the Canadian Brew House Winter Wonderful Feature Dishes available now at the Canadian Brew House. We're out. Zinger at night is in.